0: Date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, Betrayal Trauma Recovery Expert, and Sharon Collier, Certified Life and Relationship Coach. Episode
1: 21. 21. Hello 21. everyone.
0: <laughs> Hi. Today, since it's Halloween, ooh, 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 ooh. we are
1: we decided to talk about fear. fear. And Sharon, I love that you've taken fear and you've shown the different ways that we all show up in fear in our dating relationships. So I'm super excited to share this today. Is fear holding you back? So listen carefully as we do this. Go ahead. Fear is probably holding you back. I think everybody gets held back by fear.
0: Yes. And I think it's not something we're conscious of. So hopefully we can raise your consciousness. About um, your own fear, because um, it really does hold you back. And it's just something that you need on the front of your brain. I do a lot of coaching sessions on fear, because the people who have fear, (laughs) a strong fear usually know it, or it's easy to identify. By the time somebody is calling me saying, what is up? You know, what is up? It's like, oh, let's, yeah. talk, let's yeah. talk about
1: fear. And yeah. they're like, is that what it is? Yeah, almost always, yes. 100%. <laughs>
0: yes, and when I start explaining, they're like, oh, cool. So that's what we're going to do today. I'm super excited. Peggy's got some great content as well. Um, it's just, hopefully it's going to be a super great show. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times fear shows up in dating um, in little subtle ways that we just don't understand. Like... Um, somebody who is always chasing the unavailable.
1: Oh, yes. I've seen that.
0: Yeah. And it's like, obviously, they're not interested. What are you doing?
1: Right. And people recognize this. They can go, oh, my, you start to see this, that this is a pattern for yourself. That's fear. Fear, friends. That is fear. Chasing the unavailable. Um,
0: uh, Chasing after people that need fixing
1: Yes. It's I like you, that too. it is not
0: your job. You are not a therapist. Well, unless you're a therapist, but most of us aren't therapists. Well, it, even
1: if you are a therapist, that's super unhealthy to do that. Yes. And you, you and I have both faced that being coaches. So
0: yeah, we had know, to face that ourselves. Yeah. Well, I know when I go on a date, a lot of people, can I ask you a little advice? <laughs> it's it's like. like is it gonna help you date me? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no. I, I I think since I've been a coach, I've been a therapist more. <laughs> so funny on dates. Anyways, um, but yes, um, you know when you're consistently dating people who need fixing. That's something that you need to look inside yourself.
1: Yeah, for. what is it mm-hmm. in you that if you have to puff yourself up or feel good about yourself by being with someone that needs to be fixed? Yes. That's something about you.
0: Yes. We're not called to be the good Samaritan in no. dating. No,
1: and you don't want someone like that. You want no. a partner who can help you and you can help them and they're both you're both in a healthy place, but it's not healthy to right. be always finding people that you can fix.
0: Right. And I think I did that for a little while. And after a while... I think I was insulting people. I'm like, all you need to do is, you know, <laughs> even wow. before I it's hard
1: when we, when you have some answers, <laughs> it's pretty hard. Right when right it's on. like, Hmm, bite your tongue. <laughs> you
0: know, it's like, yes, for a hundred dollar session.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's more than dinner. More I want you up. to pay anyways, me anyways.
0: <laughs> um, but yes, be, be aware of that, that, you know, you, you need, to, you need to not be fixing people. Um, I have a guy friend who runs away from every really cute, eligible, put-together lady um, because they, quote-unquote, chase
1: him. So that's his excuse for not? That's his excuse. Because they chase him, and so he's going to go away. He's pushing against that. He's pushing away from them, because, and he's made up something because they're chasing me.
0: Yes. He's like, I don't do well chased. When he finally figured it out. He was like, okay, he goes, I told him, I said, I'm doing fear. And he said, you can use me as an example. Oh, so he's figuring it out. It's like, oh, wait, I chase the girls that don't really want me. And I run from the girls that do want me,
1: you know, and um, really good. Yeah, really good to recognize those things. That's the first place you have to recognize it in order to do something with it. So listeners, pay attention today Think about what might emotionally kind of bring up something for you as we're talking and just be reflective and curious about your own dating experience as we go. Well, look for
0: patterns as well. If you can start seeing patterns, it's like, Oh, the last five people I dated were fixer uppers, (laughs) you know? And I hate to refer to any person as that, but if you've dated that, you know what I mean. (laughs) Um, But, you know, or the last five people I dated were completely unavailable and not interested. And I chased and chased and chased until they had to get mean. Or So look for patterns in your behavior. Um, Another one that I've noticed out there is the placeholder. Somebody who just dates the serial dater. They just date someone for a year and a half until that person gets tired of the non-commitment. Yeah. And then moves along. And then they just get another placeholder. They're just placeholders. Until,
1: what, forever? We're not sure. I think there are a lot of people that you and I have seen in the dating scene oh, here yes. in Utah that are doing this very thing. Yes. They're doing a lot of placeholding. They're not really, they're going to their comfort zone. They're really not willing to go beyond that fear. Yes. And they're not acknowledging it as fear, which is the first problem. Right. We need to look at this. All this stuff is fear. Right. And it's all the adversary system. It's not God's system. Right. So let's just get that really clear.
0: Right. That is true. Um, Yes, the placeholder syndrome, the serial dater, um, a lot of times it's that they're dating people that validate them.
1: Oh, yeah. I've seen and that. that Where it's like, yes. they can be like, I'm the guy. I'm the girl. I'm the one. Uh, I'm the one. Yes. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at all this attention I'm getting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And, and that feels I've, super yes. good. And look who I've
0: got on my arm. And yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. So if you are a serial dater or you're dating a serial dater, if there's a pattern in somebody that you're dating that they have never committed and what 15, 20 years, maybe even 10, you know, they've just never committed to anybody, you know, that is a sign of their fear and that's their work to do, not yours. Yes. Yes.
1: Stay in our own lane. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Stay right. in our own lane and get our work done. Yes. That yeah. actually, that is the power. And we, I'm sure I've said this before, because this is, this is one of my, this is one of my big things that I talk about is that when you see this stuff in other people, it's your work. You and I yes. talk about this. Oh, yes. It's your stuff do your work. We all have it. It is. If you wonder, yes, you need help. I'm just telling you, because we all need to do our work. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are on a path of growth and personal growth is challenging.
0: Yes, that's literally why we're here. Yeah.
1: And when we see things, the the best way to bring into your life, the kind of experiences you really want is to really want is to look at yourself and, and do your own work. Yes. And then that's where your power is. It's not in changing someone else.
0: Yes. Okay. And the better you are, the better person you're going to attract. To put it simply. Absolutely. You know, and this is how it is. But there's a lot of different. Have we talked about all the different fear personalities? We've gotten. I'm like, we just took a little. I, I know that's <laughs> me. <laughs> I just go off si- on these our tangents. Side road. <laughs> um, I was just trying to think if we've missed anything. How how fear kind of appears in our dating patterns. Um,
1: Projection.
0: Okay. Well, we can talk about different types of fear. Um, you know like the fear of rejection or the, the f- fear of making the wrong choice again. Right, that's a big fear. That is a big fear. I I hear that a whole lot. I hear that a whole lot and and I and I I'll explain it in a minute what's going on in your brain when you have those kind of feelings. Okay. <laughs> um but there are a lot of fears um but you know I know rejection's a big one because we've all been rejected at one time or another even if it's not in dating and you know a job interview or you know whatever that in friendships and things that, you know, rejection is just bad. Um,
1: That's what, you know, that's, that's a part of the process. It's a part of life. Yes. Rejection or feeling reject and, and, and how you take it is so that is what you have power and control over. You can take it in a way where, well, this is just not the right path for me. Right. It's like rejection is a closed door and Heavenly Father saying, that's not the right direction. Rejection gives direction. How about that? Right. So then you think of it and you, you look at the bigger picture rather than going, it's me. I'm terrible. I'm awful. Well, you know what? You can look at some of the things, that maybe you made some mistakes, maybe there's Mm -hmm. some things you want to work on, and that's okay. That is the process of life, and that's okay. We all have to go through that. But if we look at rejection as, oh, I need to go a different direction, then we can can keep it in perspective and not get so afraid of being rejected again, because it's going to happen. Well,
0: and that's just, you know, like you said, the part of the dating process is knowing that, you know, you're going to have a little heartbreak here and there. Yes. You know, or a big heartbreak here and, and there, and
1: that's an important part of our growth.
0: You know, it really is, but it makes us very fearful because it's like we fear the pain. You know, we fear the pain, and so um,
1: and pain is just an emotion that we need to move through. Yeah. Oh, I know, and yeah. I, I know you know this. <laughs> and pain is just an emotion we need to move through and get the resources you need and the help you need. Yes. And perspective.
0: Yes. So, the fear of making the wrong choice, again, I coach this a lot. Mm-hmm. Because. Um, well, I felt this. Yeah. Um, in fact, one of my clients who is married now.
1: Woohoo. Um, I know. Yay, Sharon. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> them. <laughs>
0: Woohoo. She called and she says her history was she was widowed and started dating it and met a man, and they immediately hit it off. They didn't take enough time, she fully admitted, to get to know each other because right after they were married, um, it was terrible. He was, I mean, from the get-go, he was mean. He never wanted to be intimate. Um, He never wanted to roll along with any fun things she did. Like, it was just super hard. And they decided to divorce around nine months, eight or nine months, I think, of the marriage. And so she goes, now I'm dating this really great guy. She goes, I Googled him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> she goes He he's totally not a checks bad idea it's not she goes he checks out his job and everything she goes I've met his mother I've met his children there is nothing wrong with him and I want to run that so, yeah so this that is a normal fear. response so I explained fear the way I will explain it now um we have all this stuff going on in our brain and this I I I love to explain it to people because once they know this they're like oh, okay, I get it.
1: Yes, knowledge is power.
0: Right, knowledge is power. Um, And it actually helps us not be so fearful. Yes. It it gives us a little more confidence. Um, We have this great little amygdala in the middle of our brain. I like to call her Amy, but I was watching a TED Talk and somebody else called her Amy, and so I'm not sure that I can do that. (laughs) I'm not sure who came first. (laughs) But our amygdala, I like to think of her as like this nervous little girl named Amy who is constantly jumping up and down, checking for threats. Because fear can keep us safe, right? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, there, fear has a, a purpose. Yes. Real fear. Yes, real fear. The fear of, mm-hmm. you know, a tiger coming after you. That right. has a purpose.
0: Right. So let's use a tiger maybe as an example. So she's kind of on high alert. She's our fight, flight, and freeze response. Well, when she gets triggered... She goes immediately to our hippocampus and our hippocampus is this huge file cabinet full of every experience we've had, every experience we've heard, maybe seen on TV, all our experiences. And so she checks with the hippocampus and the hippocampus says, yes, tigers are dangerous. And she's like, oh no, oh no. So of course she goes to our hypothalamus that starts spewing cortisol and adrenaline and that gives us the fast heartbeat and everything. But then we go over to our frontal lobe. And our frontal lobe is our logic.
1: The thinking part of the brain. Yes. yes.
0: This is our logic. And the frontal lobe says, No, that's a man in a tiger suit. Mm -hmm. Or, Yes, that's a tiger. Go back to Amy, and Amy says, Rawr!
1: All of the blood goes to the yes. arms and the extremities and the legs, and you're supposed to run, run, or we
0: freeze.
1: Right. right? So this so, is this is uh-huh. a d- trauma response. Yes. The the frontal so, lobe can shut down when it's a real trauma response. Well, even yes. an imagined one, because mm-hmm. we have that pattern set in us. We we shut the the, the thinking brain shuts down, and we mm-hmm. go to the the primal brain, is what I call it, right. which is the and then all of the blood goes out to those extremities yep. and we don't think clearly and we've, we want to fight, we want to run, we want to freeze. Yes. Um, another trauma response is collapse and please and appease. Yes. And, and appease. we do we see that a lot. Yes, I uh, see that a lot in well, the we dating world. Well, see that world. a lot in, in arguments
0: and things, the please and appease. When yeah. when somebody is threatened by another person, the please and appease can come up. Yeah. Not as much a threat of a snake or a tiger. We're not going to say, oh, tiger, you know. Uh, no, no. <laughs> let's, let's please and appease no. a tiger. But, um, but yes, person to person, the please and appease is a big yeah, one. Yeah, so interesting. I've, seen, I've uh, seen it a lot. So here we have this. And so when we're deep in fear, we're not really, it's like our frontal lobe does shut down when we're in trauma. So this woman saw marriage and saw having a relationship as a negative experience and couldn't get herself to see it as a positive one.
1: Cause she doesn't, she had that pattern that yes. was laid down. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, and it was just one, her first marriage was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And because of this, this bad marriage was so horrible, it caused this response. Sure. Another, the thought of another relationship was terrifying. You know? Of course. This is our fear. And so I explained, I said, well, this is a normal response and you need to know this is a normal response. Yeah. This is how we're wired. So you're not... Be accepting
1: of it. Yeah. Just say, this is happening right now. Okay. What is this information I'm getting? I
0: have fear. So I need to get all the information. And I said, well, I said, knowing all the information, I said... We need to get your frontal lobe to be telling the rest of your brain that it's okay. He checks out. Because she just told me he checked out. Yeah. And she ended up marrying him. So after she started processing this, the whole response, she was like, oh, wow. She goes, that's exactly what's happening. And she figured it out. But telling people to do that, it's like, okay, we need to be more in our logic mind then in our fight flight and freeze it's a hard thing it's like oh this is all you have to do is get your frontal lobe to you know to perform correctly it's like that's all you
1: know when everything else is on fire it's all lit up yeah and you got to you got to really manage this whole situation because your gut may be like her gut was like not thinking her gut was on she felt like this was good but it was just she could tell it was the fear because she had that other information so if your gut is also telling you this is not good listen to that right but her gut was not saying that her gut was so she she was like why do i want to run from this yeah
0: because her gut was perfectly happy with
1: the information she had gotten right so she knew that something was up she knew that the fear was keeping her from moving forward yes which is i um spoke with someone recently and um and they said, I think I'm broken. We well, are not broken. No. But he, he could see that there was someone that was everything he wanted, but he emotionally was not there for her. Right. And he was disturbed by that. And, you know, that's fear. Yes. That's fear. Yes. And that's something that um, the first step is to be aware of what, what that, that you are facing fear. And this is how it's showing up for you. And then start to explore what it is you need to do from there.
0: Right, right. So she was able to kind of just process through that, through the information I gave her, and they are now married. Yay! He is just every bit as wonderful as As he he presented himself. Good. Um, They had everything in common. I mean, this was a situation. She's like, I just don't want to run from this. And so... I, I, it was super gratifying to be able to help her and, you know, just to, just by explaining what was going on. Yeah. It's like, you need to know your brain works that way, Yeah, you know, and that we do need to do a little more logical thinking.
1: Yeah. So at this Halloween time, friends, if you yes. are facing some fear and you are recognizing some of these things in yourself, contact Sharon sit down with her and get some conversations going here and see how you can step forward in a way that's healthy and more freeing for you yes
0: don't i uh, don't let fear be holding you back from something good if fear is yeah. holding you back from something bad well yay fear yeah <laughs> you know? right. i mean you know our experiences hopefully are teaching us good lessons but if you're in a situation like this lady and maybe it wasn't a necessarily a former bad relationship you know, and a lot, I'm, so I'm widowed, I'm not divorced, but you know, if your divorce was horrible, like, let's go back and figure that out, figure out what you need to do mm-hmm. to get over that. So you aren't fearful of other relationships because there are good people out there.
1: Yes. And you don't yes, want to yes.
0: miss out yes. on somebody really great because you are sitting in fear. And I know Absolutely. you have a lot to say about this, Peggy. Yes. I'm excited to hear what Peggy has to yeah, say. Yeah, you know. a brief overview this <laughs>
1: <laughs> So what's really cool, so I, the work that I did, so I was, uh, for those of you who haven't listened to our stories, mine, I was married for 34 years and been divorced now for almost four Um and the work that I did to help me through this and to deal with the pain and the processing and all of that, the main stuff I did, I did go to a therapist, but was the journey work that I do, which is restorative guided meditation. And what part of what we do in there a, as we go in and you and I work together is we memories are brought up because there are memories in ourselves and they may not be a memory that you think is going to come up, but... And then we do a memory change after we've done some resourcing, which is change. You don't actually literally change the past. But what we do is we are giving you a new, healthy, resourceful way of, of moving forward, yes. a different programming. So the mind-body will always choose the healthiest programming. But if you do not have the new programming in your um super conscious and the deeper part of you then it won't have an option to choose from so this is very deep work uh, beyond the thinking brain so it's really right. really cool how it starts reprogramming these things and it's so it's super powerful so i did a lot of that work now in my training we do um we do a lot we've done a lot with ego and the ego games we play and i believe that the ego is um is part of the veil part of us Ooh. not being able to really see our heavenly father. And, and there are games that we all do. Right. We uh, None of us escape playing these games, doing things that we think are helping us, but they aren't. And so part of w- the ego responds in um, three different ways to fear. And one is inflation, um, where it's inflated. So we fake it. We do a lot of flattery, um, um we blame other people, bragging, dominating. so we're bigger than the fear. So we yes. like c- overcome yes. it. So Have we're you like
0: covering it up? right. Yeah. Have Just you like seen examples fearful, of that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So false modesty, rescuing, False oh, humor. Is. There's yes. a lot of that yes. going on. Rescuing someone else, being the being the the savior. I've, yes. I've I've heard a lot of guys talk about that, and that that's and I think that's natural to men to want to help and serve. I think that's God given. Oh, yeah, but it can be misplaced yes. when we decide we want we're gonna we're gonna. I've so many men I've heard multiple marriages because they were they thought they could fix her or yes. save yes. her, and they were doing her. You know be really aware of that. So there's a good way for this to happen and then there's the there's the ego way for yes. it to happen. So the second way is deflation. So this is to protect ourselves from the sharpness of the emotion. It's like victimhood, collapse, hiding, withdrawal, self-effacement, self-deprecation, depression, suppression, playing small, passive aggressive. I mean, those are all deflating and that's a response to fear. Yes. So this kind of thing can happen when people don't communicate, um, when they choose to to not communicate clearly, and they get defensive. You know that kind of thing. Have you? Right. This, so they're just hiding from it. Yeah, they're hiding. They're just hiding. They're just yeah. Hiding from or it. numbing out. Yeah, yeah. or Somebody
0: else is masking it. The last one where they were kind of masking it. I'm going to put myself out there. This is the person that was that withdrawals and, you know, just kind of tries to hide from it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and so, and depression, I like, uh, I had a therapist tell me this years ago, depression is repressed emotion. Yeah. So feeling our emotions is important, not putting them out there and in- for everyone but just think if you're repressing if you're hiding right. if you're that's a deflation that's a way of running away from fear
0: right well I, I like to say you you build a tent there you don't build a house right you know it's like you go through it but know it's a temporary situation yeah. and you go through it and you yeah. don't live there and know? that
1: doesn't mean that doesn't mean that feeling depressed is a bad thing that just means be aware you know this yeah. is just about being aware I mean i deal with this stuff I deal with all of these things personally we all do right it's not like just because we've done a lot of our work we don't have stuff we deal with oh no
0: and yeah it comes up all the time yeah
1: so and the last one is rigidity that's where the pressure from inside is the same as the pressure you got this box so the pressure inside and outside and this is um like I need to do more before I figure it out procrastination anxiety perfectionism (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I speak from personal experience on this one. Um being frozen paralysis judgment, self-righteousness sounds like, terrible doesn't it? It sounds terrible, <laughs> but these are all things we all do. Oh it is. One it's way definitely. or another. Oh, yeah. And and it doesn't and we may sit in one of these and do them more strongly than the other, <laughs> no, for but sure. but all three of these areas are things we've talked about the inflation, deflation, rigidity are ways we respond to fear. To fear. Yes. Now I would like to talk about I said before fear is it's a system of and a and something that the, that is a part of this life. Oh yeah. And it's a part of living in a in a mortality and it's from the adversary. It's not when it when it becomes like not the fear that's like we're we're really running for it's our keeping life, us right? Safe, yes. Yeah, keeping a safe yes. fear. So it's like an unhealthy fear. Right. Fear pulls us Away from the Lord. And I'm gonna share some things that I got from a talk by Gregory Clark called Some Lessons on Faith and Fear. And it was a BYU speeches. So I just want to acknowledge his yes. the stuff that he said, but it really um, resonated me. So fear pulls us away from the Lord. Fear and faith are are the opposites. So I'm gonna read some things from this. So what is the source of fear? He said, I think it's rooted in the assumption. That I must solve all my problems and face all my challenges alone using my own resources. That is frightening because deep in my heart, I know how limited those resources are, which we do too, right? Oh, yeah. So when I am fearful, I am also hopeless, Oh, and without hope, I find myself paralyzed. So that's part of the, I get stuck, right? So knowing that I am not capable of changing myself or my circumstances for the better, I stand frozen in fear. And this is powerful. He said, that fear is a failure of faith. Yes. And so think about stepping in with faith and he talks about making, taking this fear more seriously, almost like it's a cold and there's viruses out there and sometimes we catch them. Right. There's always fear out there for us to catch. Oh, yes. There's always stuff for us to oh, be afraid the, of.
0: The news right now, I mean, there's so many things. My, one of my sons is big time into the news and he's just terrified all the time. And I'm like, stop
1: watching. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know. Well, and for me, I faced with COVID. I It was the first time. I don't ever remember facing that kind of fear that I faced during COVID, like in 2020. And I had just been a year and a half from, and I thought I've been abandoned by the man that I thought was going to be my protector. And not that he's going to protect me from everything, but still that feeling of being all by yourself. There was a lot of fear. There was some real... Well, the
0: unknown. Yeah, the unknown.
1: So, but then fear is a choice. Do you believe that? Listen to that. Fear is a choice, just like faith is a choice. Faith is a choice to believe and then act upon that belief. Now, and then he comes to this, the the boat, the Savior in the boat, when the the apostles are in the boat and the storm comes, and he says, how could they possibly fear anything? I think they were fearful because at that moment, the only things they had perfect knowledge of were the intensity of the storm. Yes. Are we not all yes. in the oh, intensity yeah. of the storm? The fragility of the boat, which was what my fear was. You know, I felt like I didn't have a, did I have a boat? Was I going to be okay? Right. The depth of the water, how far, how far am I? Seriously, the ocean, if you've ever been right. in the ocean, oh, yeah. that's a lot to be afraid of and their distance from the shore.
0: So all of the negatives, which our brain is actually wired to be aware of.
1: Right. We tend to go to the negative. Like 97% of the time, we tend to go to the negative. So they could see and hear and feel the threat of their circumstances right now. But Jesus was with them. So we have opportunities for us where we've had a witness. Maybe we have a testimony. Maybe we know Jesus Christ is our Savior. Maybe we have so many times He's saved us. Oh
0: yeah. We've all seen little miracles. But
1: these circumstances we're in right now are so present with us. And the faith that we've had is from witnesses from the past. And so it can be really make us really vulnerable. So this is something he said that I was thought was super powerful. And he said, so how do, so, you know, when we think we have to do all of it, that's a lack of faith in the atonement, right? Yes. And oh, I think sure. this last conference we had, general conference, for those of you who aren't members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have a conference, a general conference, every twice a year. And we just finished that in um, the beginning of October. And it was so powerful about turning more to Jesus Oh, Ask God more, time. and yeah. we were blessed that Heavenly Father will answer our prayers even more now yes. than in the past, that he's opening that up for us. So this famous um, scripture leads us to this next thought, which is actually one of my favorites. It was my very favorite from a, being a child, and this is in Ether 1227. And if men come unto me, I will show unto them their weakness." That's singular. That's weakness because we are on the planet. We are in this process. We are in a fallen world. I give unto men weakness that they may be humble. Yes. And my that's the key. And my grace is sufficient for all men that humble themselves before me. For if they humble three times now, Humble. humble themselves before me and have faith in me, then will I make weak things become strong unto them.
0: Hey, okay. can we talk about humility? Yes, <laughs> because I, you know, when you go through something really rough and you're at the depths of despair, it's really easy, you know, the broken heart and the contrite spirit. It's really easy to be humble. So I was asking a couple people, I was at a widow conference not too long ago because this fascinates me. I'm like, how do we reach humility? when things are going well.
1: Yeah. Because humility is important. It's essential. Yeah. It is an, it's a, it's essential in this whole process.
0: Right. And so I started kind of surveying and I want to say every answer was the same, was practicing gratitude.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: You know, because that is an act of humility.
1: Yeah. It's an act of saying, I'm so grateful for all this that has Yes. Been given to me because it, that I've been blessed. Yes, with.
0: it's because we have been blessed with that. It comes from our Father in heaven, and you know, and of course, we've put the work in. But you know, everything we have comes from Heavenly Father, and I really loved that that the answers were consistent. I'm like, how do you think you humble yourselves when things aren't
1: bad, you know? And it's so, gratitude. I really loved that. Just something to, and something I, that you want. yeah, I think that's that's wonderful. And I want to say something about gratitude right here. And I, when I do gratitude, I do different, I use different tools for gratitude and we're not going to talk about those today, but um, but part of what I'm grateful for, because we are commanded to be grateful in all yes. things. And sometimes when I'm going through a really tough time, that is when I'm grateful for this terrible situation. I'm grateful for this bad thing that happened to me. I'm grateful for this person that did blah blah blah. I'm grateful. You know what I mean? Yes. I show I, I gratitude. Do that way after.
0: <laughs> I, I'm the way I try after, to do I, it. I how that's part of my journey. Well, I'm grateful for it now. <laughs>
1: I try to do it as an exercise to shift me to a different perspective, and it's powerful. And it does. Yeah. So, so this is so exactly. How exactly do we, turn, do we return to God? Because fear is a symptom of weakened faith. So yes. it's humility. So Moroni suggests that humility is the way. It suggests that the first step in that turn to the Lord is to recognize that fear is a symptom of weakened faith.
0: Wow. Yeah. So I hear something a lot, and I just wanted to address this. People who don't feel worthy... To use the atonement—that's
1: a lie. It's totally I mean, think a about lie. that. Yeah, I,
0: d- I just wanted to address it because I hear it a lot. Oh, I've made mistakes, and I have a shady past, and and all this stuff, and it doesn't matter.
1: Well, and that could be a way of not of trying to control the situation and not being willing to really humble ourselves before the Lord. Yes, it could be a, a game, an ego game that we play. So just be aware. So um, when you are struggling with fear, look at, look at your faith and think about how you can increase your faith pray to increase your faith. I know for me, I've had a very specific thing that I've been praying for, and I have prayed specifically, show me how I can increase my faith in what you've promised me. And I've had responses. Well, I'll just tell you this straight up. So um, one of the answers was, go to the dance tonight. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So that was the action I took. Or it can be um, pray some more. Or it could be, I don't know, how do we increase our faith? Maybe that's the question you need to ask when you're facing this fear and go to Heavenly Father. May This is an opportunity to become a, a stronger disciple of Jesus Christ.
0: Yes, well, I think we need to go to him with the things that we've tried first. You know, I think... Praying for things that we're not willing to work for is, you know, is not part of the plan. I, you know, the faith without works, you know? And so when you're in a situation of fear, it's like, get educated. You know, why are we in this place? Yeah. What brought us here? And how are we not going to be here again? And, you know, and then we can take that. We can take that to Christ and use the atonement or to Heavenly Father and say, this is, you know this is what I've done and I need this. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's just part of the plan, you know, because we do need to work. Yes, we do. Faith is work.
1: Yes. Faith is action. Yes. Faith is an action word.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: Okay, let's wrap this up. Well, hopefully you've got some things to think about. And that you've asked yourself some, maybe some hard questions today as things have maybe have come up for you in our conversation and know that there is support for you in professional help if you need it, which Sharon and I both could help you. And there's also help in strengthening your faith.
0: Also, I just want to put it out there because I'm not sure that we talk about this enough. We have a website, date2yourpotential.com. If you have questions... Reach out. Uh, reach out. Uh, if you put, you can email us through the website and if you have questions, we are happy to answer them.
1: You Yes, and you can also join our dating date to your potential, a discussion group on Facebook. Yes,
0: or even ideas for a podcast, because we would love to have Oh you.
1: yeah, we would love your ideas for a podcast. We this is podcast twenty-one and I've never thought to ask that before. Uh, I know.
0: Because <laughs> we have a pile of ideas. We do have a pile of but ideas. If but if there we, is a need and there is something that somebody really wants to hear about, I would love to do a podcast on it.
1: I would too. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening.
0: All right, bye-bye.
1: Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and subscribe to our channel. Check out our website at datetoyourpotential.com and take our free quiz to see if you are dating to your potential. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.